What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the Empire Singing Server Network podcast. I'm Pete, this is Evan, and on today's show we're going to be discussing how despite a minimum wage increase in New York City, there has been nothing more than job loss and price increases. How Bernie Sanders is okay with felons voting from behind bars, despite not being for open borders. How huge government proponent from California, Eric Swalwell, is a three millionth Democrat to announce his candidacy for president. And lastly, how Cory Booker's proposal for slavery reparations, excuse me, is perhaps the most ridiculous proposal in the history of political policy proposals. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to the Empire State Conservative Network podcast. Again, I am Pete. This is Evan. And we are here from New York-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state is being run, sick of being neglected by your local and state officials, and you're sick and tired of being ostracized by friends, family, coworkers, thinking differently than they do about politics and life in general. We're on a mission here to wake up the conservative base in New York, because believe it or not, contrary to the stupid conspiracy theories out there and just the vast complacency in the conservative movement in this state, we cannot vote the city, we cannot vote the Democrats, but we need to get out there and vote. 2020 is our next shot, so please stay tuned and we'll keep you abreast. Love that word as to why. Now then, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today, Evan. So what do you think happened in New York City when... Uh, they decided to raise the minimum wage to $15. So exactly what everyone with a brain thought would happen. When you force employers to pay their employees more, two things are going to happen. Or one of two things, or both. Either people are going to lose jobs, or they're going to lose hours, or the price of goods will increase. Yes. So essentially what happened was they raised the minimum wage, and people are losing their jobs, and the price of goods is now going up. People don't realize that companies aren't making these extravagant profit margins. They make profit margin. They're able to pay their employees, and they put money away so that just in case they hit us, they hit a lull. A lot of times in like August and other times when people aren't buying as much, the company can stay afloat. Companies don't go, okay, we made payroll this month, and we have an extra million dollars. We're gonna go ahead and spend that on ourselves. No, because next month they might not make as much money, and they still need to make payroll. So by forcing companies to pay their employees, first of all, much more than they're worth. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, if you work at Target, you do not, you're not worth $15 an hour. If you work the counter at McDonald's, you are not worth $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And before you think, well, how are you supposed to support a family then on minimum wage? Guess what? You're not. Minimum wage is designed for unskilled workers and teenagers. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked a minimum wage job since I think my freshman year of college, mm-hmm. it, you are not supposed to survive on minimum wage. No. You are supposed to work minimum wage while you're going to school or while you're working another job to supplement your income. Yes. You should not be surviving on 40 hours of minimum wage work. Yeah. If it's not enough money, one, go get a, go get a better job. Mm-hmm. Go get another job. Yeah. There are plenty of job openings, but exactly what happened was they forced this nonsense down a company's throat. People are getting laid off. 
and prices are going up exactly what we expected. Yeah, and it was reported by the New York Times, New York Post, excuse me, New York Times is a former newspaper, but the New York Post is still a newspaper, and they reported last week that there's been a 1.6% job loss across the board. And remember, a few weeks back, we came at you with Amy Schumer, Amy Poehler, the two worst Amys in television and in comedy, and a bunch of these other celebrities trying to purport for uh, restaurant workers' rights when restaurant workers don't want those. Because again, if you're a busboy or a server, you or a waitress or a waiter or a bartender, you get paid a very nominal wage, often off the books. And even if it's on the books, it's so nominal. But you make the vast majority of your money in tips. This is screwing them, like Evan pointed out. And on top of that, too, I, I, I hate with the minimum wage. You know what the minimum wage should be? Zero. That's what it should be. Because guess what? You know, and, and this started a long time ago in the 40s or even in the 30s during the Industrial Revolution with unions coming in and people not thinking about, huh, let me negotiate my salary with my employer. First of all, if you're willing to work a minimum wage job, you either are unskilled or, like Evan said, you're looking to supplement your income in some way. You should not be reliant on that. If your aspiration is to be the fry cook at McDonald's for the rest of your life, I'm sorry. That's on you. That's not on the government. That's not on anybody else. And that's not on your employer. And what this is going to do is exactly what's happening in New York City. Prices are going to go up and the number of jobs that they're going to be able to provide are going to, are going to go down. They're only going to keep the essential employees. And this is just another example of awful bureaucracy in the city, in the state. I'm sure they're going to try and institute this at the state level as well. And this is going to do no good, not just for restaurant workers, but for any worker. Because again, minimum wage means no skill or minimal skill. You do not deserve that amount of money. And if you work a certain number of hours a week, and this is something that's already happening in this state and in other states, if you work, I forget what it is in New York, I think it's 36 hours a week or something like that or more, your employer is now obligated. They have to, by law, offer you health insurance. And that is a huge expense. I'm sure you know personally if you pay for it. Yeah, but they don't have to offer it to you for free. So if you take yeah. that health insurance now, essentially, let's say you were, you were working 30, 34 hours. You were just under that and you were doing it at, at $12 an hour or whatever it was. And then they, re, they either going to raise your, they raised your um, wage and then they lowered your hours. So now you're coming home with less money mm -hmm. or they raised your hours. And now you were like, Oh, now I can get health insurance from my employer. But guess what? That comes out of your paycheck. Yep. You have to contribute to that. Mm -hmm. Almost no one in the entire state. When I was working in Bedford, we were like one of the last departments who were not putting any money towards our own health insurance. And the new contract was held up because people didn't want to put money towards the health insurance, but they wanted a raise and the, and the account wasn't going to go for that. So you have to realize this when you when the employer offers you health insurance, you're still putting money into mm -hmm. that. So like you said, it's forcing companies to pay a minimum wage, forcing all these things. All it does is have people who are unskilled workers and has them have, it doesn't motivate people to go out and improve their station. Because if I can make $15 an hour working at McDonald's and I'm, I'm making do or whatever, what's my incentive? Mm -hmm. If my goal was to get a job at minimum wage and I'm not a 16 year old kid, then I'm not going to look to improve my life. I'm not, not. going to go take classes at night so I can get an associate's or a bachelor's degree or something like that. It's that's you. It's way that they keep people down, and this is what people don't understand. It's the same thing with welfare. Welfare is designed to keep you on welfare and to keep you poor. No one, 
I repeat, nobody has been lifted out of poverty by welfare. If you are on welfare, you are still poor. Yep. You are in poverty. The government is not designed to give – governments are not designed to be your parent. They're de- our government is designed to provide for a general defense. That is essentially it. That is yep. all the government was designed to do. So being on welfare, you are still poor. Mm-hmm. Okay? So all these people calling for socialism, communism, all this nonsense will just make everybody poor. Yep. I was actually on a field trip with the kids in my school. I'm not going to tell you where. I'm not going to tell you when because I don't want to get in trouble and I don't want people in my school to get in trouble for employing a conservative because, you know, we live in New York and it's the education system. So that'll definitely happen. Well, their New York City chief just said that he can't believe that not everyone's liberal. Yeah, because he's a jackass. Yeah. But essentially what happened was they were talking about kids. They're talking to these kids. and These kids are anywhere from 13 to 16 years old. And he's like, you know, politicians don't really care what you have to say. They're not taking you seriously. And I'm like, yeah, because you're 13 to 16 years old. That's why they're not taking you seriously. And he goes, what's important to you kids? So one kid who's about 10 years old goes, oh, a gun control. And I almost laughed right in his face, but I held it together. I was like, all right, Evan, just don't say anything. Now is not the time. Yeah. The next kid who looked like he was about 16, 17, was like, I'm worried about the country being over, the dangers of being overly capitalistic in society. And I wanted to smack him in the back of the head. Should have. Because that is some straight up nonsense. That is like, I'm a first semester college student and I'm trying to get laid in my sociology class. All right. That is pure nonsense. Overly capitalistic. The reason why we are able to provide welfare to people in this country who don't work, who can't work, who choose not to work is because we are overly capitalistic. It is absolutely ridiculous that people do not understand. They don't understand the type of government we have. People keep saying democracy, 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 constitutional republic. We are not a democracy. Yes. Stop saying it. It's nonsense. But this is the biggest problem is that people are comfortable with living at the bottom level of what they can get. And they want someone else to give them more. You are not going to be given more. If you are start to be given, given more, very soon after that, everyone will be getting less. Mm-hmm. That is exactly how it happens. The government is already operating at a deficit. How are they supposed to provide universal basic income? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not going to make sense. The only way they'll ever be able to do that is, A, if they cut into that deficit, which they're never going to do. Let's be honest here. The government spends too much money. Yeah, and it's not like that's going to stop anytime soon. But, yeah, I mean, you, you hit it on the head. But take it from more of a mental perspective. It, it continues that entitlement and victim mentality that so many people, not just on welfare, but generally speaking, have to think that I should be able to get any job, any job. I don't have to have any real skills, but I can get any job and I can support myself and my family. That is ridiculous. It's the same people who, when there were no jobs in finance, were picketing outside on Wall Street going, well, we, I majored in finance and I can't get a job. Hey, jackass, don't major in finance. Hey, don't major in just gender studies and then expect to get a job somewhere. Yeah. If you really want to do something to help women and major in, and have a minor in gender studies, which I still think is absolutely ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Go to law school. Become a lawyer and go fight for people who sure. need your help. But, oh, I majored in gender studies. I can't find a job. What job did you think you were going to get? Did you think you were going to teach it? Like, exactly. But did you think you were going to get, like, some high-powered executive job because you got a degree in women's studies? It's absolutely ridiculous. I I love sports. I didn't go get a degree in sports history and then assume that I could go get a job. No. I went and got a degree in criminal justice. And then I went and got another degree in security systems administration, aviation security. Because I knew these were areas that were hiring. You can have your passions. 
but you do not go to college to study your passion. You go to college to prepare for the workforce. So if you're not doing that, then that's on you. That's your choice. That is no one's fault but your own. Personal yeah. responsibility all day, every day. People need to start realizing it. Yep. So again, this is nothing new, but just letting you guys know that that's the state of our state and our city in the state, respectively. Moving, moving on to Bernie Sanders, who thinks that felons should be able to vote from behind bars. Despite this, he is not for open borders, which is a good thing. So I don't understand how those two don't coincide because felons, people in jail that are behind bars and are serving their time for whatever crime it is that they committed, they are criminals. So are illegal immigrants because they are entering this country illegally. So he's okay with, I guess, domesticate. Well, not everyone in jail either is a legal citizen anyway. So he's okay with certain criminals behind bars voting in elections, but he's not okay with open borders and letting people in, unlike every other Democratic candidate known to man, you know, the three million that have entered the race. Listen, the problem is he hasn't been eating New Mexico dirt, so he doesn't understand the difference. Right. But the problem is that Bernie Sanders is probably going senile. Let's just be honest, he's everybody. 76 years old. He's 76 years old. He's been living off of, I don't know what communists like to eat, but apparently it's not Pop very off. nutritious because he looks like garbage, okay? Bernie is losing his mind. Allowing felons to vote? Are you serious? People who don't, res you don't respect the country because you're not willing to follow the laws. So now we're going to let you vote from prison? Now, it's one thing if, listen, you made a mistake, you came out, you reformed yourself, you served your sentence, everything is done, then you, you can get your right to vote back. I'm perfectly fine with that. Sure. But you are in prison. So someone who kills, let's say, let's say you have a whole bunch section of the, of the country, that, uh, prison, that is filled with murderers, right? Candidate for governor in New York goes, you know what? I'm going to lower the minimum sentence for murder to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And but, he can vote. Yeah, they can vote on it. Not that he'll win. Not that he should win, which he shouldn't. But they can vote on it. Mm -hmm. So you don't think that candidates, especially Democrats, are going to start pandering to criminals? They already, well, they already do. Yeah. But pandering to people who are in prison, people who do not respect this country. Speaking of not respecting this country, illegal immigrants. Speaking of people who don't know the difference between immigrants and illegal immigrants, Democrats, every single time they talk is, well, Donald Trump hates immigrants. Donald, oh, conservatives hate immigrants. That's not the, that's not the point. And you see this nonsense. And they did a presentation. It was areas with immigrants are actually lower, have lower crime. We're not talking about immigrants. We're talking yeah. about illegal immigrants. And it doesn't matter if they're lower in crime because guess, or they commit less crimes, but they don't say per capita. Yeah. So that's the problem. It's Remember, selective statistics. Exactly. We talked about this with gun violence. It has to go based on per capita. If you, if we had, let's say we had 10 million people in this country. I know we have more. We're using easy numbers, Jeez. all right? And we had 500 illegal immigrants, okay? 10 million people, 500 illegal immigrants. One-fifth of our regular population was committing crimes, and one-fourth, yes, one-fourth, no, no, one-eighth. Let's go with that. That's smaller. I'm not good with math, people, all right? Fractions, okay? One-fifth one of our regular population of 10 million is committing crimes, and one-eighth of the illegal immigrant population is committing crimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, no, no. I had it backwards. You had it it backwards. was one fourth. One fourth of the illegal immigration. Sorry about this. One fourth of the illegal immigration population is committing crimes. More actual people who are citizens are committing crimes, but a higher percentage, 25% as opposed to 20%, would be committing crimes for illegal immigrants. 
Besides the fact that every single person who is an illegal immigrant is already committing a crime because they are here illegally. Okay, this is absolute nonsense. I actually respected the fact that Bernie Sanders said we could not have open borders yes. because the Democrats all know this, but none of them are willing to say it because they have to go against Donald Trump. They know this. Barack Obama is actually coming out and doing the same thing, which is absolutely hilarious. He's actually basically essentially supporting Donald Trump's viewpoint or conservative viewpoint on this because 85% of Americans also agree with this. And this is what we talked about the other t- about I think it was Thursday that the that the American uh, left is moving away from people like Joe Biden or Barack Obama because they are too centrist, which is insane to think that Barack centrist. Obama is too centrist for the American left. That should be frightening the hell out of anybody listening to this, and it should motivate you to be out there voting, be out there ex- educating people on conservatism and on leftism, and exactly what the Democrats are trying to do. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely nuts. Uh, but yeah, that, that just goes to show you the society that we live in today. And what they're trying to do in the presidential race, and thank, I, I mean, I shouldn't thank God, but Bernie Sanders is in the lead as of this moment. He is the front runner. And he's done a couple of things that they're not willing to do. We just talked about the open border thing, even though it was okay with felons voting. But he's also going to be going on, I think, a, a roundtable or town hall of sorts on Fox, which no other Democratic candidate is going to do. So Bernie really wants to win. He really wants to win, and he's acting like a frontrunner, which is a good thing. Now, I don't think he has the same fire behind him that he did in 2016, the last time that we had an election, but you never know. And then you mentioned Obama, too. Obama, his first time around, 2008, not in 2012, where he went pretty far to the left, but in 2008, he was a pretty moderate Democrat, at least in terms of what he proposed. He well, was, he was going a liar. to be. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> we, we had eight years of him. We, we know exactly what he stood for. But he ran on very similar things to what the president is currently trying to propose. And, and I really hate this double standard that they have with him. And now they're trying to make him seem like a bigot. You mentioned there, there's that clip that resurfaced recently about how they think he called all immigrants animals. I and mean, he was actually talking about MS-13, and it was a clip that was selectively edited. I mean, this came out in May of last year, but for some reason it's resurfaced again. He's talking about gang members and people who illegally entered this country, and they're not just illegally entering, which is a crime in and of itself. But MS-13, they rape people, they cut their heads off. Like, these are pretty bad. Their motto is rape, control, kill. Yeah. That's the motto. They are a gang. They are animals. And the left is openly defending them. Yeah. You see this in Charlie Kirk videos and all these videos of, these, of Turning Point USA when they go to these college campuses. Be like, well, they're not animals. They're people. Trump's the animal. Really? Is Trump cutting people's heads off? Is Trump stamping people outside bodegas? Murdering people? Raping people? It is absolutely ridiculous. The, last the left is completely deranged when it comes to Donald Trump. Anything that Donald Trump says, they will say the opposite. There's the meme out. If Trump cured, cured cancer, they'd say that curing cancer is racist. If Trump said he loved oxygen, they'd be putting plastic bags over their heads and suffocating themselves. Yeah, it's the, the level of derangement syndrome is absolutely insane. And also, we weren't going to talk about this, but really quick. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. So now, 
he is looking to kind of go past some of the most recent federal uh, court rulings about what's going on at the border. He does not want to allow people to declare asylum because what's happening now is catch and release. They're coming in, they're declaring asylum, they set a hearing date, and they just let them go. And guess what? A lot of them don't show up for their hearing. And they just kind of mesh into a community and the population, and it's almost impossible to track them down. He's not allowing that anymore. Now, he's trying to allow them, you know, if they're coming with the child, whether the parents are not, like we talked about this past Friday, is a whole other thing. But he's allowing them to decide, do you want to be separated or do you want to stay together? But he's not willing to let them into the country until they've had a hearing. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. The problem is that, the, like I just said, the left is completely deranged when it comes to Donald Trump. Barack Obama and, Bill, and George Bush and Bill Clinton all did the exact same thing. They all separated children from their parents at the border mm-hmm. because you cannot keep children in adult lockup. You yep. can't do that. It's not safe. Yep. You have these people who might not be their parents, who could be human traffickers, who could be sex offenders. These people are disgusting human beings or are trafficking people across the border. They're not good people. They do it for money. They do it for it, whatever, you know, money, sex, whatever the hell they're doing, drugs. These people are bringing this stuff across the border. They could be bringing MS-13. MS-13 members could be bringing kids across the border, okay? So you cannot keep the kids with them. But, oh, no, the kids are crying and they're saying cages. They're not in cages. These kids are in very comfortable settings. Mm-hmm. Should they, would they prefer to not be locked up? Of course. But it's a horrible situation. There are other ways to declare asylum. You go to any U.S. embassy and you can go in there and, and apply for asylum. But they don't want to do this because they want to come in here illegally. They want to get caught. They want to catch a release. They want to be spread, just run into the country and not have to pay into the system and get a whole bunch of free stuff. Yeah. This is why they do it. It's a whole, and the, the myth that they're coming here because, oh, there's no medical care for them there. There's no, there's no jobs and nothing. No, it's not true. They come here. Most of them people who are crossing the border illegally are coming here for free shit. Of course. They are. They're not all bad people. That's it. Yeah, okay? no Most of them that. probably aren't. Most but of them they aren't. Are, but they are coming here for free shit. Yeah. And the ones who are bad need to be caught. And they yeah. need to be stopped. So we cannot allow people to just flood into this country. And most of the country agrees, but they're so deranged because Donald Trump's a racist and a xenophobe. We don't want to give him a win. That's the whole thing. It's nonsense. Donald Trump is not a racist. He was never called a racist until he ran against Hillary Clinton. It's absolutely insane. Jesse Jackson, who's the most racist black person on the planet, gave Donald Trump an award from his foundation. He's won NAACP Jesse, awards Jesse too. Jackson hates white people. Yeah, and he yeah. gave Donald Trump an award. So enough with the lies, enough with the bullshit, enough with the selective editing on CNN. Give me a break. I'm done with it. Yeah, it's nuts. Anyway, all right, so let's move on now. So we talked about that. So Eric Swalwell, and we're not going to cover him too much, but uh, what would you say? He was the guy who said that the federal government has nukes, so therefore if they came for our guns that we should willingly hand them over. Yeah, he was like, well, why should you bother fighting for you? No, you don't need guns because you can't go against the government anyway because the government has nukes. Yeah, that, Because yeah. the U.S. government is just going to, like, nuke Sacramento if Sacramento <laughs> decides they're not giving up their guns. Like, yeah, this guy's running for What president. a jackass. And what people don't realize is all these people throwing their hats in the ring, like Stacey Abrams now, who has almost no political experience either, and who has never done anything with her life. Her biggest thing is is losing the Georgia senatorial. False. The biggest thing is the gap in her teeth. Well, that's the – I'm talking about these things. (laughs) I know. But the problem is that people don't understand that. These people raise money, and then they take it with them when they leave. So like Beto, when Beto raised all that money running against Ted Cruz, Mm -hmm. and then – he lost, and they were like, oh, can you give us the other Democratic candidates? He was like, nope. 
Kept Guess it. where that money that money goes in his pocket. Yeah, they keep because the money. you're not required to return campaign donations that you do not use. So all these people, this is how politicians get rich. Yes. You don't have to win. You just have to keep running. If you run enough times and you just pocket away some of that money, you can make a good living running for office as a supplementary income. This is why all these people are throwing their hand in the ring. Okay. Yeah. You really think that. Was it that woman from like North Dakota or whatever it is? Think she's going to win? She's going to win. No one knows who she is. The nomination is between Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Corey and Booker. Cory Booker, who's not going to win, and possibly Beto O'Rourke, who's definitely not going to win either. So it's really and honestly. Maybe Joe Biden, and if he is. Yeah, Joe Biden's probably done. Honestly, it's really between Sanders and Harris, and the Democrats want Harris more than anything because she is black and she is a woman. And I guarantee she'll come out with some story during the thing where she's like, yeah, when I was in college, I've, I've experimented with women. I might be bisexual. And then it's boom, look at that. Now you have all the check boxes. Yeah. So it's a whole bunch of nonsense. The Democrats, the, listen, any politician who jumps in this late in the race is really just looking to raise money. That's all they're trying to do. Yeah. As well, well as a piece of garbage. Yeah, you know, and on that note, too, you mentioned that a lot of them, they, that's how they get rich, is running and then keeping the campaign donations that are left over from their races. And there was a funny meme. So obviously, here in New York State, we are wasting taxpayer dollars on the Tisha James, our attorney general, investigating Donald Trump and his state tax returns. And now they're threatening. Who cares? Right. And then now they're threatening to release them. I agree. I don't care about anyone. I don't care about any president's kid. I don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican. I don't care what your tax returns look like. But they, they say all this crap about Donald Trump and him not being forthcoming. And yet, what about Nancy Pelosi? Has she ever released hers? She is loaded. She might have more money than he does, Donald Trump. Yeah, she has insane amounts of money. You know what else Donald Trump's not doing? Donald Trump is not taking a salary as president. Yeah, and she's taking her salary. So AOC, who claimed that, you know, during the shutdown, people shouldn't get their, uh, government workers shouldn't get their salaries. The one- she, took, she still took hers. Donald Trump didn't take a salary during the shutdown. Donald yeah. Trump is not taking a penny in salary from the American people. Didn't he just donate his salary? He donates it to different departments to help run the government. Yep. So I, that just goes to show you what these people are on. It's all baseless, emotional bullshit. It has no credence in reality, but that's just who they are. Last thing that we're going to talk about today, Cory Booker and his proposal for slavery reparations. So let's read a little bit about what he has in mind. So according to Paul Boyce at the Daily Wire, in an effort to differentiate himself from the pack by moving as far to the left as he can on the political spectrum, Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey has now introduced a bill to the Senate that would study the payment of slavery reparations. What? On Monday, the senator said that the bill will study whether or not slavery reparations will help to alleviate past racial injustice. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. This is stupid. This is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard in my entire life. Nobody. Nobody on the planet was alive during slavery in the United States. Nobody. Hell, most of the people who are avid racists in the Jim Crow South aren't even alive anymore. So you mean to tell me that for slavery, we're talking about slavery, so I'm not even going to talk about the Jim Crow South. So we're talking about slavery. We're talking about slavery. We're talking about slavery? Not even Jim Crow South. Something that, was, about something that was eradicated, eradicated almost 160 years ago. We're going to tr- – who, who are we paying reparations to? And who's paying it? My family wasn't even in this country. It's mine either. I'm sure most of yours is the same case, unless your, your descendants were here pre-Civil War, 
which is not the case for most people in this country, by the way. Well, definitely not New York. Yeah, most, most aren't. I'm sure there are some, but most aren't. Even so, hey, who's going to pay for it? Nobody should pay for it. The government shouldn't pay for it because that's more wasted taxpayer money. And that's money. our money. That's our money being wasted. And who's it going to? Who's it going to? Descendants of slaves? How many fucking generations is that? I'm a descendant of a slave. I'm Jewish. We were slaves in Egypt. Yeah, me too. Where's my money? Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> actually, that was something I was thinking about the other day. That was something I was thinking about the other day. Jews, we, there's six million of us were killed in the Holocaust. Not to play the victim card. Six million killed in the Holocaust. 200 years of slavery, 2,000, bitch, in Egypt. And we don't get anything from the Egyptians. The Israelis don't get anything. They don't get anything from anybody except for the United States. Except for rockets from the Palestinians. No, they get a lot of those. But they don't get anything. And, and Germany never offered. I, I don't want Germany to repay me for the – because I had family members. I, obviously, I never met any of them. But I had family members killed in the Holocaust. I had a he lot of family too. members killed in the Holocaust. Half my family was wiped out during the Holocaust. My grandfather was smart enough to get out of Poland before they invaded. But anyway, getting back, we don't demand that, nor should we, because we weren't alive. Do, wait, are they, are they going to pay reparations to Japanese Americans for FDR being a giant racist and interning them in internment camps? Of course not, because now they're, they're getting to be a privileged class. Because Even they work general. hard and they don't focus on the past this is what the democrats do it's disgusting they keep black people so focused on the injustice of slavery and do not let them move forward and they mail you deserve a handout because of the horrible things that happened to your ancestors during slavery get over it then you know how you advance in society you get over the past if we were still whining all day every day about the holocaust nothing would get done we'd be fighting germany in court for decades it's nonsense stop blaming slavery for everything stop blaming systemic racism for everything you make choices in life Mm -hmm. that determines what happens to you Mm -hmm. your choices and the amount of effort that you put into things is how you end up if you decide hey i'm gonna live off welfare and i'm gonna sell crack on the corner and i get arrested oh it's racist Always arresting us. They kept us down because of slavery and because of Jim Crow South, so I had to sell crack. No, you didn't. How about you paid attention in high school? How about you went to either a vocational school or a college and got an education, and you went and got a job where you can make money instead of selling drugs? Yep. Choices. It's all about choices. It's the same people who major – we said it before. You major in gender studies, and you can't find a job. Yeah, or people who major in education and then don't take the certification test and they're like, oh, I can't find a job. It's like, why not? Well, I'm not certified. So go get your certification. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that, too, you know, you you talked about you talked about how a lot of or they're they're at least trying to get get the African American community to hang on to slavery from again something that was knocked out 160 plus 160 years ago or so. I don't, I'm, I'm bad at math. 1865, okay. 100, almost 170 years. Yeah, so more than that. Okay. So on top of that, when they were freed and when segregation started to end, if you look at statistics, and we've talked about this before, Thomas Sowell talks about this all the time, with the black family dynamic and how well they did in correlation to whites and other racial groups, they were doing well. They're doing in very well. In some ways, well. they were doing better than white people were. And then came the welfare state introduced by Lyndon B. Johnson, and it all felt a crap because they're, they're incentivized not to have uh, a cohesive family unit, to have a father and a mother in the household. You're, you're incentivized to be a single parent. 
which is terrible for the development of your child, and it almost incentivizes you to be promiscuous and to not try and give your child the best upbringing because that child, for every one of them, is another check from the government. That, that's what we're dealing with here. And it, it's disgraceful that people like Cory Booker or anybody would even suggest this. I know Elizabeth Warren's trying to hop on every bandwagon she can because she's done. She's been done. I, she, she's been done since one one thousand twenty. She's another thing. one. She's literally running to raise money. This is what they do. Everyone yeah. knew once it came out, it was one that it was whatever the number was that she was Native American. It came out that she did lie on her application for the bar exam or whatever it was. They knew she was done, but she declared anyway because she knew she could raise money. Yeah, it's still gonna walk over seven figures. Politics is all about money. Mm-hmm. Who can we trust in politics? One person who does not take a salary, President Donald Trump. He did this. He gave up a billionaire lifestyle because he believed you could help the country. He's the only one not taking money from us. That's it. He takes money to raise for campaigning, but that money gets spent because guess what? He doesn't need it. He's not taking a salary. We said it before. All these other politicians, it's all they care about, mm-hmm. especially the Democrat. It's ridiculous. Beto's running. Beto couldn't be Ted Cruz. He thinks he's going to be president? Come on. Give me a break. Joe Biden had to drop out of the presidential yeah, race. He in can't 19, even declare. In 1988, he had to drop out because he plagiarized the speech. These people are a joke. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all bad. But, but getting back to slavery reparations real quick, they don't know who they're going to pay. They don't know how they're going to raise the money. They don't know who's going to pay. It's all political posturing. None of it's ever going to happen, nor, nor should it. Even if they were able to tell us who pays and to whom it's being paid to, there is no way that it's ever going to pass. Because too many people of all races, with even a little hint of common sense, will realize that you cannot atone for the past with money. It's just like in, uh, you know, c- civil or, yeah, civil they litigation. Tried, they tried to do it with um, affirmative action and it didn't work. Right. But, but even, even let's talk about a murder case. Let's say, like the OJ, right? He got off criminally in terms of that. But civil, he had to pay a crap load of money. Does that make the family happy that their daughter was knifed to death and killed in cold blood? No. That doesn't fix anything. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the welfare state. You talked about affirmative action. It's the same thing. They're just throwing money at a problem. People do this shit all the time. We see it in fitness all the time. People sign up for a personal training package. They throw money at it. They don't eat right. They don't follow any of your direction. They don't do anything when you're not physically with them and they expect a result. But it's the Democrat strategy is if you give us more money, we can fix your problems. They've never fixed anything. New York City is, wants to institute congestion pricing to raise $1 billion. Guess what they're going to do with that? Nothing because they're already going broke. It's all nonsense. All the legalizing marijuana. It's going to make so much tax tax revenue for the state. Please. Guess what? Your income tax is not going to go down. Nope. That's the only reason why I would be for it if they said they were eliminating the state tax. And I've said that before. If they said they were eliminating state income tax and they were going to legalize ma- marijuana and use the taxes for that to, to replace it, they're like, fine. Because I don't have to pay income tax. If I choose not to buy marijuana, I don't have to pay the tax on it. But they're not going to do that. They're going to take more of your money. You're giving the government more money. They do nothing with it for you. They do nothing at all. Our roads are a mess. Subways are a mess. The city's a mess. The school system is an absolute disgrace. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. These schools that are failing are not getting money to be put in the right spots. It's all going to line the pockets of people at the top. 
It's really ridiculous. Stop giving the politicians more money. Stop, and I've had people tell me, oh, well, you know, more tax revenue is good for the city. No, it's not. Because guess what? We don't get any, you don't get anything for it. You yeah. really don't. And it's a myth that Democrats try to fix anything because they never fix anything. They give money to people who don't work. They give money to illegals. They give free stuff to people who aren't giving anything into the system. Right. And the middle class are the ones that pay for it. Absolutely. So, guys, like I, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we're on a mission here at Empire State Conservative Network. We are trying to reach and rile up the conservative base in the state. And obviously, we, talk, we touched on federal, local, state issues. But we're doing this to bring to your attention. We're out there. We exist. And we have the numbers. If we stopped being complacent and acting like victims and defeatists, because that's what they want, and that's how they act most of the time. If we actually got out there and voted, guess what would happen? Cuomo would be out. Well, that's 2022, unfortunately. But we can get them out after this term. In terms of a lot of these people in the state Senate passing reprehensible pieces of legislation like the DREAM Act, the Reproductive Health Act, SAFE Act 2, red flag gun laws. And I'm sure there's going to be more where that came from before they're all done in November of 2020. We can get them out. So please, if you can, first, share this with another New York-based conservative or even a liberal who is not happy with how things are going at the local, state, or federal level. Secondarily, you can support us. You can see we are wearing merchandise. We have merchandise. We have a great vendor. Yeah, see? Now, we don't have that on the store yet. See, that, that, that's not even on the store yet. They're, that's a one of a kind. We have this red New York hat. We have this Empire State Conservative Network uh, long sleeve and T-shirt. And this 2A shirt's coming on the site soon. We have a whole bunch of stuff coming at you. And you can pick it up and you can rep us. And that would be awesome. Uh, and, and everything is very reasonably priced. And last but not least, if we can donate, just $5 a month is all we ask. And all it does is cover our ad costs. We are paying to reach you. And we are paying to reach every conservative in New York. That is our goal. I mean, we're not going to be able to do it. But the more we can reach, the better. And it's not cheap. We're paying out of pocket. So just $5 a month will go a long way towards helping us kind of recover our costs so that we can reinvest them into other avenues. We don't keep a penny of what we make on the merchandise or the donations. But guys, uh, oh yeah, you want to talk about yeah, this so event. Last thing, guys, May, May 25th, we are doing an event with Solomon Tack on Instagram. If you have not seen him yet, please go on Instagram to Solomon Tack. Obviously, if you're listening to this, go to our Instagram also. It will be at the end, Get Red Pilled uh, NY. And why, yeah. But we are doing a, pr a prayer event in Central Park. It is a day in the park for the family. So there's going to be events for kids. There's going to be a whole bunch of other stuff. We are working to find sponsors. We are already talking with um, Tunnel to Towers or Towers to Tunnel, whichever one is called, um, on helping us sponsor the event. It is going to be May 25th. We have an RSVP um, site set up with Solomon Tech. It is prayNYC.rsvpifyify.com. Please RSVP by May 15th if you can come. And we will be having shirts available on the site that you can buy. All profits from the shirts, 100% of the profits, are going to be going to a charity. Mm -hmm. We will have the charity listed on the event flyer soon. It will be up on the Instagram, and it will be up on the store. So we'll be going to charity. We are keeping no money from these shirts. They will be available soon. So please keep an eye out for that. And please, if you can, um, you know, tell other people about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are working on getting some big names going there. So that will be available in the near future. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for watching again. Please share this. Check out our store and please consider a donation. Like we said, we are doing events. We are getting involved. We're trying to route the base. So stay tuned for the Prey NYC event coming up on May 25th. But for that, I'm Pete. This is Evan. Have a great night, everybody. We'll come back to you tomorrow. Have a good one. 
Hey everyone, it's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.